Yo, welcome to the Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Cali, and I am here to talk to you about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Am I actually doing this? Am I? Okay, yeah, I think I am. I just had to make sure. I just had to make sure because it's in the description of the show, but I don't think I've ever done this except maybe with Wandering Witch, but that also was part anime. But guys, I'm talking about a light novel, which actually this is going to be a three-part series where I talk about a light novel, the anime adaptation, and then the anime movie. But anyway, the first step in a great series is the beginning. And if we're going to talk about the beginning of something, we need to talk about the beginning of my light novel journey. That began with, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in the dungeon? Or, as is more commonly known, Don Machi. So, Don Machi is a light novel series written by Fujino Omori, and it follows Belle Cranel, a 14-year-old boy who comes to the town of Arario in hopes of being a hero and an awesome adventurer. After being rejected from several familias, he meets up with the goddess Hestia, who has little money and zero status to rename, and together they decide, alright, we're going to be our own familia, we're going to always be there for each other. It's super sweet, super nice, but the thing about Bell is, he's super weak. Bell has a lot of aspirations, and he has nothing to back them up, so it's really just him and the goddess Hestia scrounging around trying to make ends meet day by day. And one day, while he's in this dungeon, which is the dungeon from the title, <laughs> who would have thought? He gets chased down by a minotaur with his little level one ass, and he gets saved by a level five adventurer named Eyes Wallenstein. And as she slays this minotaur, who covers this boy in blood, he thinks to himself, wow, I'm in love, and as a result, he says, all right, I'm going to be an awesome adventurer, and I'm going to be able to stand on the same footing as her one day. Because of this aspiration that he has, he develops a skill unknown to him and literally everyone else except for Hestia, because Hestia is the one who checks his stats every day. A skill called Liatus Fris, which makes him grow as long as he holds strong feelings for whatever it is that he is aiming to grow for. So in this case, it's his desire to be close to eyes and be able to stand on equal footing with her. So Bell rises through the ranks slowly but surely. Well, a little quicker because of that, but it takes a while for him to raise levels throughout the book because... This entire process is supposed to be a year in the life of Bell Cranel, and as of this recording, there are 16 volumes of the book out in the U.S. and 17 in Japan. But his growth is something remarkable, not just his physical growth and his skill growth, but also his mental growth. Bell grows a lot during this series, and I will be the first to say he is actually a pretty decently written character. The books themselves are actually a lot of fun to read. 
not just because you get to see Bell interact with Hestia, you get to see him get flustered around eyes, and because he's such a good boy, he gets a lot more people on his team so that he can continue his quest to become the best adventurer, make friends, and find his resolve something more than just, I want to stand with eyes. What does it take to be a hero? That's what he's trying to figure out. And to that end, I will say, Omori did a fantastic job writing Bell's story, and he also did a great job at developing the world that Don Lachi takes place in. Because Orario, the city that holds the world's only dungeon, it's a pretty interesting place. What with all the gods and goddesses who came down to Earth because they wanted to see what humans could do, and Hestia being the newest one to come down. I mean, these gods and goddesses, they have a lot of adventures that they hold near and dear to them. Some of them have huge statuses like Loki Familia and Freya Familia. And honestly, seeing Bell try to aspire to be in that world while also staying humble, it's pretty dope. And seeing how the leveling progression works and seeing how cool the different monsters in the dungeon are because of how well they are described and of course how well they are described when they are biting the dust. I think that this world and the unexplainable yet somehow decently explained dungeon, it's just fantastic. Honestly, I think that having such a great progression system and having this world does a fantastic service to the readers. And when you read the afterwards of all the novels, Omori will be the first to say, I intended to do this, but these characters basically wrote themselves, and I took a detour. The world is so rich and expansive, and there are so many characters to handle, that they will literally take up entire books, even though Omori had other plans. I mean, what book can you say does that? Well... I'm sure plenty, but how many of them are called Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon? None? That's what I thought. So yeah, there are some pretty decent aspects to the world building, and there isn't really much to talk about outside of the dungeon. There's maybe one chapter that deals with it and it's a side story and then one volume of the novels does cover a little bit of what life outside the dungeon town is so that's interesting but it's also i don't want to say out of place but it really does seem like a bit of a distraction even though it did give me my favorite character moment between Belle 
and Hestia. Volume 8 is my favorite volume of Don Machi so far, and I would recommend reading everything just so you can get to that, and then reading the rest of it because it's, it's just great. The characters in Don Machi are not all as well written as Belle, and one thing that I would have to detract from Don Machi is that it's a harem, which, I mean, there are plenty of them around, as you and I both know, but at the same time, I want to see adventure, and I want to see growth, so just seeing women kind of flock to Belle, it's warranted almost just because he's such a good boy but also he's a child and these are some old, older adult women who are going after him i mean some of them like 19 18 whatever and he's 14 it's whatever the rules of that world are that hasn't been addressed but whatever Seeing some women written just to be part of the harem, even though they started off pretty strong, that's a bit disappointing, but they do have their times to shine, like Aina, who is his advisor, and I mean, Hestia is like the main part of the harem, even though Belle only views her as a respectable goddess. But other characters, like, like Lily, who ends up adventuring with Belle starting in Volume 2, she has some fantastic character moments. And honestly, aside from Belle, she might be my favorite character in the entire story. Not because she's likable, because there are some times where she is just crafty and a little evil. But she cares about Belle, she cares about her friends and she's willing to do what it takes to make things happen for them as fits her role as the supporter even though when we first meet her she hates adventurers and then characters like Welf and Mikoto they are extremely cool I really like reading about them and Welf my boy Welf he is very likable. He's the older brother that I think everyone would have wanted growing up. I always have to give it up for him. And he is actually pretty smooth when it comes to some things. Especially when it comes to the ladies. Well, the lady he's interested in. Who, again, volume 8, favorite volume. Eyes is a... Mm, the way that Eyes is written really does make you wonder more about who she is. There are other series in this universe that Omorti has written, and I have not gotten to them yet, but I heard that one of them actually does delve deeper into who Eyes is as a character. But seeing her relationship with Belle Blossom and seeing how she feels some of the time I think that it's honestly pretty neat to have the main series view her as something of an enigma that is slowly but surely being figured out. And by slowly, I mean slowly. And 
if I had to say, I will have to say that Lily is tied for favorite character because Hestia is an absolute gem. I love Hestia. She is so supportive and she is hilarious. Though the funniest character in the entire Don Machi universe. And when you read this book, when you watch the anime, I want you to remember the single name that I'm about to say to you. Are you ready? Ganesha. When you hear the word Ganesha, when you read it, know that you are in for a treat because Ganesha is the funniest freaking character in all of Don Machi. And do you want to know why? Because the main thing he says is, I am Ganesha. It doesn't matter the context. He will find a way to make it go in there. He is the coolest god out of all of them, even though he is eccentric and a freaking idiot. I love Ganesha more than certain family members of mine. The way that Don Machi is written, I think is actually very well crafted. There are some things that kind of get left behind as the story progresses. But when you think about it, after you've read it, some of them don't really need to stick around and a lot of things get resolved pretty quickly. Not quickly as in they're rushed, but when a series is over, like say volumes 9 through 11, there are some things that are carried out from there that you think, okay, maybe this is a bit on the hanging side, but it's honestly fine. Not everything needs to be wrapped up clearly and from what I'm understanding because I've read up to volume 12 the way that Omori works and this is something that I will say I have seen thus far he doesn't really forget anything it's not to the point of like odd taxi where everything has a purpose but I will say Omori does not forget and that helps make for a very decent read and sometimes I think I have to go back because maybe I forgot something and lo and behold sometimes I do when I say that this story is well written though the characters like I said really neat I think that the way that monsters are written and described are really cool the way that you learn about like giant ants and death hornets and after a certain point certain monsters that can do certain things and minotaurs oh boy the minotaurs just seeing how these monsters interact and how they get taken down it's just the dopest thing but not as dope as the fights when Fujino Omori writes a fight, he really writes a fight. I don't think I have ever been as excited reading about two people fighting or about a dungeon crawling team fighting a bunch of monsters. I, I, I didn't think that would ever happen. And it did. It does. It happens every time I read about it. There's so much tension built up. 
and the way that you even if you know what happens if you saw the anime before you read the light novels there's just so much more detail that is put into these novels and reading it i i get sweaty palms someone call eminem i get sweaty palms while i am reading these fight scenes because they are so well written and thought out some of these fight scenes will take over 60 pages to be completed and i enjoy every single one of them so amori i have to give you props for that as well just you are a fantastic writer there are two things that i want to talk about in tandem so i'm going to need you to stick with me here suzuhito yasuda does the art for the light novels of don machi and some of them are a bit suggestive but they all look fantastic i mean the way that these characters are drawn in the light novel scope they are so intricate they are so beautiful for some reason every character that is drawn is so beautiful and just the things going from their eyes to the the lining everything is great so i have zero problems with that and i wish i wish that we had gotten an anime adaptation like that in that respect, did Don Machi deserve an anime adaptation? I think it did, but I think that the one that we got robbed us in terms of art and in terms of what it left out, which I will get into in part two. But I really do think that if the art in the show looked as good as the art in the books, which maybe that's a pipe dream on my part. Maybe that's me asking for too much. It would have been incredible. So yeah, not to knock on JC staff. They do what they do. I'll say that much. They definitely had their work cut out for them because there is a lot of detail in this book. But the books, they inspired me to want to branch out and read stuff other than manga, which is actually how I ended up picking up the Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena Light Novels, which I also really enjoy. And I'm thinking about maybe getting ReZero. I don't know. If y'all know anything about that, let me know, because I haven't even watched that anime yet. Something's been keeping me from it, and I don't know what it is. But if the books are better, I would love to know. Do I recommend Don Machi? There's a lot of reading that goes into Don Machi. And by that, I mean for a light novel, some of these books are over 400 pages with a few pages of art. But there is a lot of reading that you have to do if you want to get into Don Machi. And I would say that it's worth it if your eyes can handle it. Because I had to really... I had to go to the eye doctor because I was reading so much and because I was reading in less than stellar lighting 
but I put so much strain on my eyes because I was reading these books from dusk till dawn and I was not wearing the glasses I was supposed to, I'll admit it. Now I have to wear stronger glasses and I can read a lot better now, but there is a lot of reading in Don Machi. There are so many pages. I have read thousands of pages worth of Don Machi content because that is how good it is to me. So do I recommend it? Yes. By the end of it, if you're not careful, you are going to need to wear glasses. And especially in this pandemic, that's not the most fun, but it is worth it. Especially if it means you get to read the next volume. Oh, but eye doctors are expensive. Oh boy, to have insurance in this day and age. That's just me rambling, though. Yes, please read Don Machi. Please read Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon. You can get all the volumes on Right Stuff Anime and Amazon for a relatively low price. I mean, for what you pay for, you really do get a fair amount of content. I actually convinced my sister to read them, and she picked up the first five volumes. She's read the first three so far, I believe. And she told me that she really did love them. So that made me feel really good. And I hope that you all read them and that you enjoy them a whole bunch. So that wraps it up for part one of three of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon? The series by GPC. If you want to follow me on social, you can do so on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat. And if you want to talk about anime there, we totally can. And if you want to give me recommendations, hit me on email at ouranimehome at gmail.com. I just want to say I really do appreciate the fact that you tune in every time that I upload an episode. And it really does mean a lot to me. And I've really been wanting to tackle this series for a while. I've just been trying to do as much reading as I can so that I could be well prepared for it. As a result, I just read volumes 1 through 12 so that I could catch up to where the anime was. And yeah, it's it's great. So give it a read and then well, you'll hear what I have to say about the anime soon. But that's about all I got. Thanks for listening. And I am out.